Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I want to give you a little personal information, detailed information on what's going on in the Olentangy schools. It's one of Ohio's fastest growing school districts. I think it's the number six uh, largest school district in the state of Ohio. Four high schools used to be just Olentangy High School. Now there's uh, Berlin, Orange, and Liberty to go with it, and they may have to build a fifth one because Delaware is one of the biggest growing areas in Ohio. And whenever you have a district that explodes in growth like this, and there are districts like it in uh, Dayton, uh, too, where you know the city grows out, suburbs uh, expand, and you get multiple high schools, multiple people moving in. The jobs are good. Uh, Licking County is going to experience this with Intel. Uh, there are going to be multiple schools in New Albany, uh, Licking Valley. It's going to happen. Ten years from now, it's absolutely going to happen. Uh, it's happening in the Jonathan Alder District. There are four major housing developments under construction out in the Plain City area out beyond Dublin. Remember Dublin? Sleepy little Dublin? Remember when you could go around 270 and get off at Sawmill and 270 and there was nothing between the exit and Don Scott Field and then nothing between Don Scott Field and the Shell Station at the intersection of Sawmill and Bethel? Yeah, that was back uh, during my college years. Well, now it's all built up, grown up. Now Dublin, no longer sleepy little Dublin. Now there's Jerome, there's Kaufman, there's Scioto. So this happens. This is a normal part of progress. But when new people move in, then the spirit of what a district was can change if parents aren't engaged and paying attention. Thankfully, we have a few parents in the Olentangy district who are paying attention. And their story is profiled today on the Ohio Press Network. I'll just read you the lead. One day earlier this spring, Julie Samansky's eight-year-old daughter returned home with a friend from Scioto Ridge Elementary School in Powell. The children were visibly upset. What were they upset about? Well, these two girls went into the bathroom, and there was a boy in their bathroom, a boy who clearly is troubled and has a, has a disconnect between his biological reality and his cognitive recognition. He thinks he's a girl. He's not a girl. He's a boy. So the mom calls the principal, and the principal basically says, well, the boy is whatever he thinks he is, and so if your daughter wants to use a different bathroom because she doesn't feel safe, then she can use the nurse's bathroom. See, we inconvenience those who are aware of who they are, truthfully who they are, authentically who they are, biologically and cognitively, we inconvenience them for the person who has the issue because we can't 
call out error because that would be hateful. And our Biden administration said that on its first week in office with the threat that if schools don't abide this kind of mental illness, then they'll threaten them with their Title IX funding. It should be noted that no school has lost its Title IX funding, and if you are charged with a violation of Title IX, you will have 30 days to get into compliance or to go to court and to prove you're not out of compliance. But, of course, the schools cave because many of the administrators, obviously those in the Olentangy District, including its increasingly feckless superintendent, Mark Rafe, and the principal at Scioto Ridge Elementary School are either choosing to go along to get along or they share this kind of lunacy. So now it has escalated to the point where a couple of days ago they had what a lot of schools have during the latter part of the school year. They have games, they have competitions. And oftentimes, as was the case even way back when I was in high school, those escalate into either organized or unorganized water fights. So they had one of these at Scioto Ridge Elementary School recently, and the kids got drenched, harmless fun, and they need to change their clothes. And so they go into the girls' bathroom, some of the girls do, and there is the transgender girl, biological boy again. And so they all have to wait outside because he's disrobing, changing his clothes, and the girls are eight years old and don't want to see this and don't want to deal with this and don't know how to deal with this. And so parents get to deal with this because the school won't take a proactive, smart stance on this and accommodate this young boy's mental disconnect by making him use the private space. No, we have to affirm his mental disconnect and inconvenience all the girls. We have to confuse kids. We have to abide dysfunction. And so we are failing at leadership. We are failing at education. And I'm sure the uh, parents in this district at Olentangy are playing, paying exorbitant taxes and high salaries for multiple DEI advisors who think this is perfectly normal. This is the way of the future. This is how things should be. This is not how things should be. No child should be forced to deal with this at this age. And I'm not making any comment, and I would never want anyone to criticize or demonize the little boy who's clearly trapped in a very difficult situation. I don't want to make any comment, nor could I ever make a comment about what kind of parenting he's receiving, because his parents may be as deeply troubled by this as other parents, or they may abiding it. I don't know, and I don't care. What I care about are the kids who Olentangy is inconveniencing, confusing, and putting through a circumstance they shouldn't be put through because no one in this district will stand up 
and confront this in a way that it should be confronted and say, okay, we have an exception. We need to accommodate the exception. Let's accommodate the exception rather than inconveniencing all the kids in the school who don't know what to do with this, are afraid of this, are confused by this. So the best way to deal with it is to do what these parents did. Find someone in the media who's willing to tell your story fairly, which is getting increasingly more difficult to do because we have a very um, we have a very we have a very agenda driven media that and we saw this just what two weeks ago in the case of channel six here locally. They go into Buckeye Valley, where all the incumbents were voted off the school board last November. Three new board members. And the three new board members get suspicious of a book that's being read in the schools, and they ask questions about the book that's being written. And so Channel 6 goes into the Buckeye Valley District. They find one parent who's upset, and they portray that one parent as being indicative of parents throughout the whole district, which it is not, because I would tell you, if it was indicative of parents throughout the district, then why did three incumbents get voted off the board? The three new board members are doing what they were elected to do, which is standing up for common sense and saying, wait a minute, the title of this book makes us a little nervous. The description of the book makes us a little nervous. Could we ask a couple of questions about this? And could you let us know What is meant by this? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing hateful about it. It's board members doing their job. Unfortunately, very unfortunately, in the Olentangy district, your voters did not choose wisely. And you made a woke board even woker. And so that bothers me because a lot of kids in that district are going to be subjected to this kind of difficulty in the schools, a lot of parents are going to have to deal with it. And not every parent has the capacity to homeschool their kids. Not every parent has the financial wherewithal to send their kids to a private school. But in this climate, there is no way, no way I would ever send a kid to a public school. In that vein, as we wrap up our number one of the Bruce Hooley Show, how effective have our schools, our colleges been in ingraining the nonsensical idea that someone can be a girl, though they are born a boy, just by merely saying they are a girl? Well, uh, Senator Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming was giving a graduation speech over the weekend at the University of Wyoming. College-educated, college graduates listening to a U.S. senator telling them things that really are absolutely factually true, uh, nevertheless are unpopular for these graduates to hear. You woke up this morning with more individual freedom in the most creative, divinely inspired nation on earth. The transformations and disruptions I have alluded to are testing those very freedoms. Be on watch 
There are those in government who believe not that the Creator endowed us with inalienable rights, as the founders of our nation acknowledged in the Declaration of Independence, but that government created those rights, and that government should redefine those rights, including our rights to freedom of speech, religion, property, assembly, and to keep and bear arms. Even fundamental scientific truths, such as the existence of two sexes, male and female, are subject to challenge these days. You know, I, I... Now, this would have been her opportunity to say, just because you object to it doesn't mean it's not true. It is true. There are two sexes. Gender is a term that used to be applied to language. This confused me. When I was a college student, I had never taken a foreign language. And for the first two weeks of taking... Uh, German 101, I had no idea what the instructor was talking about when she said to me about a certain word in German, is it masculine, feminine, or neuter? And I had no clue what she meant. Because, of course, in English, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't have a word in front of our nouns that indicate whether that noun is masculine, feminine, or neuter. But they do in many languages. That is where gender arose. The left has applied gender to sex in order to, well, you want to know long game or short game? The short game, moment by moment, is to glorify deviant behavior, immorality. The long game is to remove all reference to and devotion to God from society. Because after all, if you can determine what your gender is, if you can determine whether you are male, female, or somewhere on the spectrum in between, well, then you're God, and you would have no need for God. I mean, why do you need God if you can determine what your sex is? So I wish Cynthia Loomis, I applaud her for saying what is true, I only have a minute of her speech, on this Twitter clip, but you'll get the same reaction if you say this kind of thing, that there are two sexes, and that gender is a made-up term that never was meant to apply to humans. So learn the lesson from the reaction that she got. Expect the reaction that she got. If you're a parent and you're going to school board meetings, and they're doing what they're doing in Olentangy, they're forcing your girls, your daughters, your little girls, to use a bathroom with a boy, know that if you stand up against it, you are going to get the kind of reaction that Cynthia Loomis got there. So prepare for it. Don't get mad. Don't get angry. Don't hurl insults. But just stand on the truth and argue from a logical perspective that it makes a lot more sense for the order of the school day for the one person who is outside the bounds of accepted behavior by the larger group, that that person is the one who uses the private area while the girls who don't have that disconnect between their biological reality and their cognitive awareness, that they use the girls' restroom and that you keep it safe for both groups. Nothing hateful about that. Oh, you'll be labeled hateful. But you cannot, if you're going to make a difference in our world today, if you're going to 
have any hope of preserving the country you and I grew up in so that our kids can grow up in that country, that same country. If you love it like I do, if you love it like your parents and grandparents did, who served in the military, who defended freedom throughout the world, if you're going to steward that kind of a country to your kids and to your grandkids, you don't get to sit this out. Because if people are going to install themselves as the god of their own life, well then guess what they're going to want to be next? Yes, the god of your life. Yes. And they're going to not allow you to make the determination about who is god in your life. So, I mean, you got to get over the notion that you can go through this life and not be insulted, not be challenged. And the only way to exist in that kind of a world is to never say anything and to just lay down while they roll right over the top of you. I mean, you are in a fig- you are in the same figurative battle, not literal battle, not yet anyway, but you are in the same figurative battle as the brave young man standing in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square. If you don't think so, if you don't think so, listen to Chuck Schumer and how he weaponizes what happened in Buffalo and extrapolates it to include a bunch more people who he says model the same attitude as this 18-year-old. He's lying. This is page one in the leftist playbook. These hard-right MAGA Republicans argue that people of color and minority communities are somehow posing a threat, a threat to the American way of life. This is replacement theory in a nutshell. It is dangerous and a deeply anti-American worldview. That is an absolute lie, and Guy Benson of Fox News calls it out for what it is. I'm not surprised, although it is disappointing and pretty gross to see. Look, I think everyone with a platform should talk about sensitive issues sensitively, and those issues often include race. But to rush out and to assign partisan blame against the people that you already despise, unfortunately, is a feature of our politics that we've seen now for years. I remember when a gunman tried to assassinate a bunch of Republicans on a baseball field. That gunman was steeped in left-wing rhetoric and watched some of our opposition or some of our you know competition in cable news and read the writings of certain senators and others and at the time i said let's not blame the actions of a sick madman and a demented hateful person on an entire political movement i think that is the standard that ought to be applied in these moments we should be able to grieve together and try to seek solutions together but some people like senator schumer seem hell-bent on dividing instantly, which is what he's done again. Page one of the playbook. And so again, you don't get the chance to sit this battle out. You're not given that option. And a lot of people say, I just want to be left alone. You're not going to be left alone. 